Okay, good evening, everybody. Uh, welcome to Into the Night with Sean Kelly. Um, it's a pretty, pretty decent, could be a pretty decent show, as much as I can go <clears throat> and talk about it. You got to excuse me. I have some, like a frog in my throat. You know, I'm not, I haven't been feeling pretty good, a little bit under the weather, you know. And, uh, but, you know, just glad that you popped in and started, um, hopefully, get something out of the show that uh tonight what i want to do before i get into my topic that i have tonight um i i want to talk about the ufos out there that the that the military is shooting down okay it's all over the news they're balloons it's chinese the media has it all covered everywhere Okay. And 52 miles to the west of me in East Palestine, Ohio, there was a train derailment. But was really never mentioned in the news. And I do believe there were four cars with um, some kind of chemical that when it gets into the air, it can really, really mess you up. They have had reports where animals, fish, rabbits, they're dying a hundred mile radius, you know, and it's not being told in the news, okay, which I think is totally wrong, because I got family, I got, I got family over in that area. We're pretty close to it. And um, I don't know how they're doing. Did they get sick? Are people being sick over there in East Palestine, Ohio? It's not fair. It is not fair. That the media just does not cover it. In fact, I, I, I think I read something where... A reporter got arrested because he took video of the crash and the smoke that was coming out of that uh, derail train. I am seriously, seriously disappointed in the media right now. And I, I just, I can't. And I probably won't believe what is told to me anymore. Because they don't want to tell the great, you know, any type of news. Okay? Think about it, right? There's a lot of stuff going on in Washington, D.C. There's that list from uh, that island. The names are going to be popping out. And they don't talk about that. And they don't talk about, I just saw it on TikTok from a guy wondering, why are we sending so much money and weapons over to Ukraine? Why can't we just go sit down and talk? Peace treaty. Something like that. Why, why money? Why weapons? 
And then they had um, the House hearing where the people on Twitter, they just screwed up. But did you hear anything about that in the news? No, you didn't. Maybe snippets of here, snippets here. And all they concerned about is our Air Force shooting down freaking balloons, calling them UFOs. There's something definitely wrong going on here. And I feel and I pray for the people in East Palestine, Ohio, my, my family. I mean, if, if this stuff is spreading 100 miles in the air, okay? Like I said, I'm 52 miles away from it. You know, maybe I'm, I'm sick. There's a lot of people that's been sick. Is it caused by that? Or someone could say, oh, no, it's the weather because we've been having 40, 50 degree weather. You know, it was cold and and then it got warm and stayed warm and it got bullshit. Okay. It's a bunch of bullshit. And I'll tell you why. It hasn't been that freaking cold. It's been really warm the last three days. And if anybody's from the East Coast, Pennsylvania, oh no. Okay. Usually in February, there's a lot of snow on the ground. And the temperatures are in the 20s, the 10s, below freezing. Not no more. It, it, it's just insane to uh, really, you know, gr grab my mind. Like, throws me off a lot. Not throws me off, it just ticks me off. I am really, really trying here not to really cuss because um, I am on uh, my station is UPRN Radio 105.3. New Orleans, and my show is being aired on Roku. In order and how to get to that Roku, I think you have to go down to the search and type in UPRN Radio, and then if you do that, you can actually see my show live. They do have some old ones up, you know, but from what I understand, if you you know type in UPRN Radio. Um, it will come up. But there's a bunch of crap going on in the world. Is it depressing? It sure as hell is. But, you know, it, it's something that I, I have no control over. I don't. All I could do is, you know, live for, live for today. That's all I got. I don't know what the hell's going to happen tomorrow. But that stuff going on over in East Palestine, Ohio, that's wrong. By not talking about it on the news, it's totally wrong.
I don't know, maybe if another year, you know, the wind shifts and it comes down into Pittsburgh, okay, I'll get sick. It's possible. I'm not saying I will. I'm no scientist. But from what I read, it's a very dangerous gas. So you have to ask yourself, why they don't report this? Now everyone's saying, oh, if Donald Trump was in office, I'm sure it would have been reported. Or uh, in 2024, with DeSantis coming in, running against Trump, if DeSantis becomes president, or he was a president, I'm sure it would be mentioned. But you know, it's crazy about that, because all the crap that's going on in D.C., it's not put in the news. Which I think is a bunch of hogwash stuff. It is. It really is. So I, I want to stop on that before I get really, really angry and get really, really mad. Because you don't want to see me like that because I'll be cussing like a sailor. And more than likely, you know, I get the boot. But I have a question for everybody out there. And if you can answer this question for me, I will send you a Pittsburgh Paranormal Society coffee mug. What is happening, the question is, what is happening in 31 days from now? There's a big event happening in 31 days from now. If you can give me the answer, I will get your information and I'll send you a mug. Okay? So remember that. 31 days. <laughs> So, it is Valentine's Day. How was everybody's Valentine's Day today? Did you get your candy? Did, did, I mean, seriously, did you buy candy and roses? Did you make a dinner for your girlfriend or your wife? And I got a neat little story about that because where I work at, Shop and Save in Castle Sandy, there's a lot of young guys, and they're not young, 20s, 25s, 30s, and they're, and they're right by the meat. You know, they're looking at the beef. And I, would, I, I, I went up to one today, and I said, but I just didn't do it today. I've been doing it for the last 23 years. But I went up to the guy, and I said, you're cooking dinner for your wife or girlfriend, are you? So do you, how do you know? I said, I can just read you. And he said, I don't know what she likes. And it was funny because I said, well, you know what? If you really want to go the good route, I would get some filet mignon, even though I don't like it. And I would go and get some asparagus, you know, plan out their dinner. Tell them to buy flowers and stuff. And I, I said, you will be in like Flint. And he bought all that. And I told him before he left, I said, you know what? Please come up to me, you know, a couple of days from now or whenever you're back in and tell me how your date went or your dinner, whatever you had. 
So I'm looking forward to that because a lot of guys, when I was at Giant Eagle, uh, I did that a lot too. And uh, there was a lot of um, a lot of guys came back and said, thank you, thank you, thank you. Even some of their girlfriends and wives came back and said, thank you. It was a very good dinner. I even taught them how to cook it, which is cool. You know, I really enjoy that. I really enjoy helping people out in that situation. So I want to wish everybody here a happy Valentine's Day. Well, how's that heart? Is it like this? Yeah, that's the heart right there. Happy Valentine's Day. I hope you got your cards. I took care of my mom today. Got her some flowers. You know, got her a couple, some other stuff. It made her smile. You know, so it, it, it turned out to be a good day. See, for me, being 60 years old, 20, 25 years ago, Valentine's Day was the best day in the world. Man, I'd go out and spend $200. And uh, just on my uh, girlfriend, or before that, my wife, until I got a divorce. But always kept the tradition for Valentine's Day by being really, really going all out. It's better than Christmas, I think. If you're truly with somebody that you love, it's truly better than Christmas, I believe. You know, I mean, Christmas is for the kids. And I believe Valentine's Day is for the moms and dads or the boyfriend girlfriends. Or the boyfriend's boyfriends, or the um, girlfriend girlfriends, you know. Hi, Fran. I like you, Sean. Happy Valentine's Thank you, Fran. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. And happy Valentine's Day for you, too. <laughs> you don't bother with it no more, bad one? Ah, that's okay, Anthony. You know, down, you know, down in the heart, I'm sure, you know, you might have a little little piece of that heart but i totally um i understand you know but my show today is about valentine's day the origin the origins of valentine's day and it was pretty interesting and i have to give a shout out to my friend dear friend tara brecken for helping me out today i mean she uh i was kind of busy today and so she jotted down a couple stuff here for me to to you know share with you guys about valentine's day and it's like really really creepy and i want to get back to the question um that i stated before in 31 days a major events happening and if you can tell me that event okay then i will send you a pittsburgh paranormal society coffee mug so the original Valentine's Day, a lot of historians cannot, so I'm going to be looking over this way, I'll be looking at my phone a wee bit and some of my notes, but most historians cannot agree as to how Valentine's Day began. History does prove that in paganism, in the roots of Valentine's Day, comes from an ancient fertility rite called Oop, hold on. Um, Luper, Lupercalia. It was celebrated on February 15th. 
Now that was, now that's pretty crazy because it was the honor of fertility gods. Okay. And what was really crazy is, you know, on that day, and back in the, was it the fourth century, um, all the women would put their names in a hat. And the single men would go and they had pull the name out. And whatever name they got, they had to be with them for a whole year. Wining and dining and cooking and, and whatever. And they do say a lot of marriages happen by that. But that's crazy. Can you imagine that right now in this world today? Get about 100 single, you know, 50 men, 50 women. Put a hat in, okay? And yeah, you're going to draw a name and you got to be with that person for a year. Yeah, people think we're nuts. I really believe that. That would be a nutcase to even think about it in this in this time of day in this world right now but there was another thing that that kind of like really freaked me out about it too was that uh the women they would get whipped by uh goat skin uh, someone told me this by goat skin and and what that does, it helps with fertility, making the woman get pregnant, you know. And also, what it meant, too, was having a baby wouldn't be so hard. Is that crazy stuff? That is definitely crazy, because why would a woman want to get beaten? Unless it was a roll back then, I don't know. But the first commercial valentine check this out was in the 1800s that was the very first valentine card that came out and don't know how much it cost it's probably more cheaper back then than it is now but you know what um it would have a picture of cupid who's the roman god of love you know him and his little arrow shooting at him shooting at the people and to fall in love and then also what was really really insane about as I was doing some research because I do a little research on my own too um in the middle of February let me write it down I wrote it it's called A-V-I-A-N a -V -I -A -N, meeting mating I'm sorry and with the birds mating in the middle of February okay they kind of like put birds in as a holiday, you know, part of, you know, Valentine's Day. So that's why you see a lot of birds and stuff like that. I think that was pretty cool, you know. But to go through all that. Now, there was a, um, a priest. His name was Valentine. There's like two or three of them. A lot of people don't know um, if. The story contains two separate Valentines or one separate, you know, one name's Valentine. But this one Valentine dude, he would uh, marry couples without, in the, went back in the Romans, he would marry them secretly so the men would not have to go to war. And whenever, uh, what's that dude's name? Um, I can't pronounce it. 
Jealous, G-E-L-A-S-I-U-S, found out what this Valentine priest was doing. He brought him to jail. He put him in jail. And what happened was this Valentine, he became really good friends with the jailer's daughter. And he um, got caught sending her letters. Not love letters, but just letters. He also kind of cured her. Uh, Hi, Liz. How are you? Good to see you. Um, and what happened was uh, he he got, he died. He, he got executed, decapitated or whatever. I don't know. But uh, I don't know. There's a lot of strange things about, you know, Valentine's. Any holiday that, you know, that we have, taking it back to um, all that. It's just crazy and it's insane. So now we jump up into the, you know, 20th situation. You okay there, Liz? You just keep hitting blank. You trying to type something in? I hope everything's all right. But uh, now we come into our um, times. And I remember when I was in school. I don't know if anybody else remember this. Oh, I'm glad you're okay, Liz. I'm glad you are. Happy Valentine's Day to you, Liz. I hope you had a nice one. Um. But I remember when I was in school, in grade school, that every Valentine's Day, we would go and buy these little Valentine cards, okay? And we'd have to sign our name to it, and then we would give it to everybody. And then the teacher would usually, you know, have cookies for us, you know, or play some Valentine's Day games, stuff. And I mean, it, it was really, um, it was fun back then. You know, and then you were so excited that you got your allowance or you got some money off your dad and you went to the store and you bought your mom some roses or you bought her some candy. You know, remember the little Whitman's, the little Whitman candies, they had four candies in them. Okay. And that's what we used to get our mom for Valentine's. It was great. That's when it was fun. It was fun. And, uh. I don't know. I, I'm just reminiscing back on the old Valentine's Day dance. And, and it's funny because when you got into high school and then you had your Valentine's Day dances and then you get out of high school and I was in the service and we would go to bars or different functions that had. It was great. It was really great. And I loved it. But dealing with Valentine's back then in the 4th century? No way. That's craziness. So whenever it comes up to a holiday, okay, when I do a little research, I automatically go into the pagan situation. You know, what, what did they do? What did they do? And, and it's, it's creepy back then. It was creepy, and it was not right. They weren't right in the head. And I want to stop here for a minute, and I want to come back and mention that question again that I said at the beginning. If 
what big situation is happening 31 days from today? And if you guess it right, by the end of the show, I will send you a Pittsburgh Paranormal Society coffee mug. So, again, the 30, what's happening in 31 days from now? If you guess it right, you're getting a mug. So, what, what are some of your traditions on Valentine's Day? And always leave me a message on, on the Pittsburgh Paranormal Society Facebook page and tell me what you do. Do you spend a lot of time with, with the with the with the kids? Do you what what do you do? I would like to hear what you is there a certain thing that you used to do? Um, I get in all these uh, requests for telling me what's in my email and that's not good. Could um, Valentine's Day be paranormal? Possibility. How do the spirits look at Valentine's Day when they're dead? Do they hang around? Or do they have their own special Valentine person that's in the spirit world with them? possibility you know and i guess it'd be cheap to take them uh, uh you know take them to a, a you know a really nice place to go you know for free because you guys could probably walk there if you all dead now i know i'm sounding you know way off base here and i'm trying my best to try to keep it in on the subject a little bit but I'm still having a hard time dealing with what happened over in East Palestine, Ohio, with the trail to my, the train derailment. You know. So it was crazy, Tay. And, and I'm going to share a little bit about uh, what happened to me at work the other day. As I was cleaning up again, and it was the same person too, um, I turned my head to the right, and honest to God, there was a full-blown apparition in front of me. It didn't stay too long, but um, the apparition looked like my friend Debbie, okay? When I worked at Giant Eagle, my best friend Debbie, she, um, she was a little meat cutter, and she was my very best friend, my very best friend. And then she had um, that ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, and she died. And when she died, my world died. Just like when my dad died, my world died. And when she died, it 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 it, it just hasn't been the same. But I do know that she does watch over me in the meat room, and I know she still slaps me up across the face <laughs> and says, "You dumbass, go do something right." or whatever, but I do believe it's her. And what's crazy is when I'm working in that meet room by myself, all of a sudden I see doors opening up, okay? I see stuff flying off the shelves. I've seen meat flying off the shelf. I've seen produce getting flying off the shelf, and no one's around. 
And so everybody comes running to me. What's going on? We have a ghost. We have a ghost. And you know what? That's okay. You know? Because ghost spirits, however you want to call them, I say this and I say it all the time. If it's ghost, it's a ghost. If you say spirit, spirit, you say. Either way, when I talk about it, I either say ghost and spirit, but they're both the same. But you know what? There's a lot of times that um, I went on investigations at private residences and stuff like that. And there's a lot of ghosts that want to be heard because they do have a message that needs to be um, sent. They, they want to tell their loved ones that they're doing okay. They want to tell their friends. Liz, Liz, I've shared your prog- podcast show to the groups and to my friends in Scotland, UK, to Sean. Thank you so much, Liz. God bless. What time is it over there? Is it about four in the morning? So good to see. Oh, wow. That was great. I appreciate that, Liz. I, I really, truly appreciate that. A hundred percent, I do. That's not nice, Liz. That's great. But um, they need to be heard. Ghosts need to be heard. Spirits need to be heard. They have messages that they want to say. And so they cause a lot of havoc over in the houses. And um, and they call us in and we try to figure out what they want to say. My brother came up with a question. And I'm going to ask every one of y'all a question here, okay? If a ghost sees himself in the mirror, does the ghost think he's a ghost? I'm going to repeat that now. If a ghost looks in the mirror and sees himself, does he think he's a ghost? I'll let you figure that one out. You know, give me your answers if you wish. That'd be pretty cool to hear what your answers would be. So, I just want to tell everyone, I'm just losing trains of thought here, so I'm going to rabble and dabble, you know, and, you know, bear with me, please. Um, uh, I'm just having a really, really hard time today dealing with all this crap. Now, my mom, she's been deathly sick. Is it Cosby? You know, the gas is coming over. Who? I mean, it just, it's not right. It is not right to do that to us. And like I said, I have no control over what is happening over there. And it is the 21st century, and I don't give a damn about UFOs. I don't give a damn about aliens right now. And I don't give a damn if our Air Force is shooting balloons. I had photos. Okay. Okay, Liz says, I had photos fly off the wall in my old house where I used to stay. It was crazy. I know now it was a poltergeist. I didn't know that at the time, Sean. Oh, I'm glad that you know now. I wish you would have known back then. Um, 
Yeah, poltergeists are crazy. You, you know, there's a lot of things that set off poltergeists. Um, and the first one, and trust me, I'm not being rude, crude, or ignorant when I tell you this, but whenever a teenage girl decides to mature, um, okay, um, they let off a lot of energy, a ton of energy when that happens, when they change from child to woman. And um, and that what causes a lot of poltergeist action. I don't know if anything like that happened to you, Liz, what's going on in that situation. Did you have a lot of energy going on at the time where it could have kicked in the poltergeist by knocking off, you know, the photos off the wall? It could be. You know, it all depends. But there's a lot of times where, um, like I was getting back to where um, when a team has a lot of energy when they're transforming, and when they have all that energy, they have enough energy to light up half of the East Coast, to be honest with you. And what that does is that attracts the poltergeist, that attracts, you know, spirits. And I had an investigation one time. It was crazy. Uh, I was up in Johnstown, PA. We went up there and um, a lot of stuff was happening to this family. Now, it was a mom and dad with two boys. But everything would be well, just like Liz. They had, they had pictures falling off the wall. They had stuff broke. Um, all kinds of stuff was happening in their house, and they couldn't figure out and understand what was happening. So we get up there, and we set up our equipment, take our pictures, and blah, blah, blah. And, um, I sat and talked to the family, especially the mom. And I asked her, I said, is there a certain time that this happens? And she said, yeah, over the weekends. But not during the week. It's really crazy. It just happens, happens on the weekends. I said, okay. So what do you, and I asked her, so what do you guys do on the weekends? Well, my niece comes over. And the first thing out of my mouth was, how old's your niece? <laughs> and she told me. She said, 14. And I said, there's your problem right there. Because I sat down and I explained it to her. I was like, you know what? You say your niece comes over every weekend, and that's when all the crap starts. But when she leaves Sunday night, nothing happens for the whole week. And she's like, yeah. That, that sounds about it. I don't know how they rectified the, you know, the situation. Uh, we did get some EVPs for them. Uh, we got some photos of orbs or, and, and shadow figure and mist. And Liz comes back and says, and in my other house in Craig's Hill, things happened there too. I saw apparitions, shadows. I used to sit in my kitchen and talk to them. Okay. It could have been any spirits. I do miss that house now in Craig's Hill. It had many stairs in it. Wow. I bet it was an old house, too. But you know what? I, I like what you had to say there, Liz, about sitting in your kitchen and talking. To them. You know, it, it's true, ladies and gentlemen. And Liz had it right. Um, you have to remember that spirits were human at one time. 
okay? And how you were as a person when you were living, when you die, your spirit can kind of stays the same, you know? Uh, this is in my experience in working with people, you know? So if um, you were a good person when you were alive, then usually 99.9% .9 of the time, you're a good spirit. Um, now, if you were a bad spirit, yeah. And another, you know, then if you were a bad person, and then you'd be a bad spirit. So, yes. But Liz had the right idea. And I tell this to everybody, um, especially if they have anything in their house that's really bothering them, is that you really got to sit down and talk to them and tell them, hey, what's your message? What do you need? What do you got? And um, you might get your answers. You might not. But more than likely, you'll end up contacting a paranormal group. And then they'll come out and help you try to figure it out. Liz says, I do my investigations now. I love doing them. And I've saw full operations on them. Cool. Uh, where do you go investigate, Liz? Um, care to share where you go? That'd be pretty cool if you could tell us. But there was times where we would go to a client's house, okay, and they were okay with the ghost being there. But they got upset at the ghost because they would keep them up till 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, okay? And I said, well, let's make a deal with them. If you make a deal with the ghost, then everything will be okay. So we'd sit down and we would talk to the ghost that were in the house. And I would ask the ghost, I said, hey, you know what? This isn't your house no more. This is Mrs. Jones right here. This is her house and her husband's house. You have no right keeping them up until 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. They don't mind you being here. They're okay with that. But let's like kind of have like a contract or let's make a deal. They'll give you the ability to do whatever you want in the house without breaking things up until 10 o'clock at night. And then after 10 o'clock until 6 the following morning, you have to be quiet. And it worked. And I got like, it's funny because I got a call from her, you know, two weeks later. And she says, we have never had a problem ever since we made that deal with the ghost or spared. You have to remember they were human too. And, you know, in a lot of groups that go into um, private residences, they're all about getting the uh, evidence. They want to get the best picture. They want to get the best audio. They want to get the best video. You know, so they could have, you know, look at me, look at this full body apparition. Well, I'm going to tell you something, okay? You know, you go in and you get this full body apparition and you show it to people. They're just going to laugh at you and tell you that's not what it is. But back to what I wanted to tell you, though. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of, not a lot, but there are some P, uh, investigation teams that go out and they cause a ruckus. And I'm saying, like, what are you guys doing? How in the hell can you do that? 
And they're like, why? What are you talking about? We want to get we want to get that picture. We want to get a response from them. And I said, simply look at it like this. If I was dead and you came into the house and you called me every name in the book just for me to do something, I ain't going to give you crap. I expect you to treat me how I want to be treated. Now, I guarantee you, and this is me talking to the paranormal group, and um, I'm like, I can guarantee you if you came into the house and you sat down and you talked very nice to me and you showed me some respect, I will give you whatever you want. But just don't come in and, and cause all kinds of crap for me. And call me every name in the book so I can like hit your little K2 meter. Or maybe show my, you know, my so-called mist walking by. Because you have to figure out, and it's funny, and this is honest to God's truth, okay? Honest to God's truth. You're on an investigation, you're sitting in the room talking to nobody, and you got all your equipment laying out, you got all the electronics going, and that ghost knows what you're doing. He knows what you're doing, and he's going to mess with you and be just so far away to where the equipment does not pick him up. And then... And then if you're really nasty to the dude, okay, he will drain your battery so much. You can ask any paranormal investigator out there, and it's the truth. You go in and you might as well bring like 100 batteries with you because they die. They die like within the first 10 minutes of the investigation. So treat the spirit with respect. Treat, that's all they want is respect. Now, if it's something demonic or if it's something evil that you can't deal with and there's no way or that this ghost is going to respect you, then you have to call in somebody to take care of the situation. It all depends on what you feel like you need to do. But don't go in and try to act like a hard ass in front of the ghost because you ain't going to get nothing and you're going to be totally embarrassed. It's so simple. But I haven't done this in a while, and I'm going to draw a card. Remember my what, the animal cards? Oh, before I drew my own card, I'm going to get back to that question again. In 31 days, what is the major event happening? If you guess the right answer, I will send you a Pittsburgh Paranormal Society coffee mug. Okay. So I'm going to do a little card reading myself, but Ah, we're about close to six minutes left on the show. So I hope you enjoyed the show tonight. Um, it was a little vague, a uh, little anger, a little happiness. And I hope you learned a little bit more about Valentine's Day. Um, I was pretty surprised about it. Uh, next week, whoop, on. one card dropped, two cards dropped. Put them back in. And... Um, so next week, my guests, I'm going to have a guest. I don't know who I'm going to get, but I'm going to get a guest. If you have any, listen, everybody, if you want to be part of my show, 
send me a, my email is riverbird12 at gmail.com. That's R I V E R B I R D, the number 12, at gmail.com. And send me an email. And, and when you send that email, say, you, uh, into the night show, send me an email, okay? And I will be happy to bring you on the show. Definitely. Uh, uh, so I'm doing this and I'm going to pull a card. And when I pull this card, I'm going to give you my, I'm going to get my, um, what I think about the card, what we're going to be about pulling, what it, I don't know the true meaning of it. There's a lot of meanings for different animals. And so what I suggest that you do is the animal that I pull out of the card, I want you to Google that animal. Google it. Whatever animal it is, say like if we pull out a rabbit, okay, then um, go to rab, go to Google and say rabbit totem or rabbit spiritual animal. And they will give you, okay, they will give you the whole meaning behind why the rabbit is with you on the spiritual journey. Because I am a firm believable believer in animal animal totems. I really am because they really, really help. And uh, another thing is like if you're out on the road and a deer crosses your path, there's a reason why that deer crossed your path. So what you need to do is write it down. I, you know, the deer. And then you saw a beaver. And then you saw a squirrel or chipmunk, whatever. Whatever animal you saw that day, before you go to bed that night, Google those animals. And I can guarantee, I can guarantee it 100% that when you look at what the different animals mean, it's relating to your life right now. I can guarantee it. So I'm going to pull the card. And the hummingbird. See? They're pretty cards. The hummingbird. And what I see in that hummingbird, you know, what I see is that it's real small and tiny. But it's going from feather to flower to flower, getting the nectar from the different flowers, you know, and just like not a care in the world, just hopping around, being happy, stuff like that. That's what I think of the hummingbird. Um, but I would like you guys to actually Google the hummingbird as an animal totem. And uh, we, and then find out the real reason why I pulled that. In fact, you know what I'm going to do for you guys? Um, I'm going to do that right now for you. I'm going to um, find the, the meaning behind the hummingbird. Because it sounds interesting. Uh, hold on, I'm getting there. Okay, the hummingbird. In Native American cultures, animal totems hold the protective powers of the animal they represent. Thus, the hummingbird totem animal is a helpful symbol for manifesting more joy, variety, health, 
and good luck in your life. So that is the meaning behind the hummingbird totem. More joy, variety, health, and good luck in your life. And I hope the goodness gracious that um, I hope the goodness gracious that you have a lot of luck this past this week coming up. Um, I will definitely be on next week. I'll have God willing. Um, hopefully, I'll have a guest in. Who knows what I'm going to bring up? Maybe I'll just sit here and just talk what's on my mind. But please pray for the people in East Palestine, Ohio, and all the other people out there in the world are having some problems. It does hurt. It's just real simple. You know, it's like whoever you believe in, uh, God, um, Yahweh, whoever, just look up and say, you know what, please keep these people in your arms and, and help them out because it might be a little small prayer. But you know what? It goes wonders. And parents, what I'd like you to do, and I hope you did it this Valentine's Day, but if you didn't, you can do it tomorrow. Go to your children and give them a hug and tell them that you love them. And children, please go to your parents, give them a hug, and tell them that you love them. Those three words, I love you, go a long way. And yes, I do love you guys. I really mean that, I do. I do care about you, every one of my listeners. And yes, I do pray for y'all. Even though I have a lot of haters, you know, I have a ton of haters out there. But I still pray for them. I pray for my haters. I hate. I, I pray for the people who disrespect me I, I pray for the people who has given me a hard time I pray for them because all I know is that with all my prayers I'm sorting they might be answered they might not be who knows but I know I got a clean heart after it's all said and done and on that note happy Valentine's Day again and no one answered the question what's happening in 31 days so I'm going to give you the answers and I'll come up with another question next week next week okay so 31 days from now is saint patrick's day 31 days will be saint patty's day and i'm excited and on that note good night happy hunting see you next week thank you